Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Janelle Bostock, I am so excited to have you on the She's the Boss Chats podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Jules, for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here today. It's awesome. No, well, I'm very excited to hear all <laughs> about all about what you're up to. So let's start with telling everyone what it is that you do and why you're doing it. <laughs> a nice small question. Uh, isn't it nice? Just a, just a little lead up, isn't it? Uh, look, I'm the CEO of Women's Network Australia. We are the longest running national membership-based organisation for women in business nationally in Australia. We've just celebrated 30 years with the celebration issue of the wow. magazine, which is fantastic. Yeah. So really we're about um, bringing together empowering empowered women to empower other women. You know, we're all about not just running um, there for a business card draw or anything like that. It's about really making those connections and making a difference, but also to be the voice for women in business. I love it. So, you know, we provide. Yeah. I feel that our membership provides great value um, and endless opportunities for our members. Um, You know, we've got a plethora of options there we have um, meetings nationally as well we meet face well face to face when you can we're back in when you can states yes (laughs) Um, but really it's about making those quality connections and women understanding that um, you know we have the challenges and frustrations of being business I have members you know that are CEOs and then charge of um, 60 to 70 staff, but they love getting along to especially our boardroom lunches and making those connections where they can just be themselves and being and meeting yeah, other great. like-minded women, having great conversations, sitting down to a nice meal, hearing a guest speaker or just having our unique table of 10 and getting to know each other. And with that, I select from our Silver Circle or Platinum members, making those connections and sitting there and really making a difference as well. Because, you know, it's a lot of the businesses too. It's been traditionally in a male-dominated area, but they're the leaders of their field. So it's really great to hear their stories. But stopping and listening to what they have to say, it's so important, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, we're singing from the same song sheet, you and I, because uh, (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more. So why do you do it? Why are you, why, because I don't think you set it up and we will go through your story in a minute, but what made you decide that you wanted to run this Uh, organisation? I myself have been a member of Women's Network Australia off and on since 2000 in the different businesses that I owned or I was a BDM with a speakers bureau and it was a great opportunity to go and connect and meet other like-minded women and having the conversations that you that are important. I feel it's a quality network. So that's where yeah. whatever I was doing and being involved with, it's coming back there. Uh, I've also been in, in private and public sector and also in the not-for-profit space. So it's those connections you make with people. and I just. But why, why did, did you decide well, that you wanted to take it on? Um, well, 
Yeah, was there a bit of a light bulb moment where you went, right, that's it, I'm going to go and take it <laughs> over, or what happened? The opportunity came up. Uh, look, Lynette Palman is the founder um, of Women's Network Australia, set back 30 years ago when there wasn't anything for women in business. So really she was the mover and shaker in her field, absolutely. So she met yep. with a, a few women around the tables, about four or five, and decided, yeah, let's do it. So she really is a powerhouse when it came to setting up the network. Uh, then yeah. over time I uh, I lost my husband uh, oh, six years ago now, so I had my little bit of time off in, in that way and I was ready to do something, oh. getting back into something else. And uh, the opportunity came up one Saturday morning, Lynette called and said, hi, it's Lynette Palman. I um, want to know if you'd be interested in Women's <laughs> Network Australia. And I'm like, what, really? It was like this well, why did you? Well, why did she think of you, though? Uh, well, why did she think of you, do you think? Did you know I did her well? I Lynette, yes. And Lynette has been unwell, so not a lot of people did know that either. So it was about either what decisions she had. She knew as well. She'd been in touch when Bruce passed as well, you know, and it's just that connection because she really cared about her members and everyone associated with it, and right. that's what I feel as well. It's making those quality connections. And I used to go to the lunches and right. I went there as me. No one knew my backstory or my personal what was going on. I went there to be Janelle, not a carer, hear a great speaker and some real quality networking, and that's so important, I believe. Yes, yeah, so, that, so, that, so that it was ultimately that that made you decide to... Yes. Take it on yourself and grow yeah, it from there. Yeah, and I also had played the the event space. So as you know, we have live and well, this year's more virtual events. But uh, also, yes. it's about giving back, and it's about that networking. So I said, and I just naturally do it, and say, so I think you should talk to that person or go meet this person could really help you with your business. And it's a great sense of achievement to see how the relationships build and they both um, blossom in the connection that you make. And I've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just felt that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, no. next question. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> no, you. Do no, you want to finish that? All, I was just going to say <laughs> that's always been what I played in. Um, I've been on the boards for not-for-profit and other associations, and you're always about that. It's about giving back to your uh the community, but also the business community, and watching people yeah. coming up through the ranks. If you're a startup in business, you know you need to really tick off the boxes there, and it's meeting those connections. And um, you know? oh, absolutely. In fact, I was talking with someone this morning, and um, we were just talking about it, particularly when you're working for yourself or running your own business, how lonely it can absolutely. be, and the importance particularly in the early days, to just get out and meet other people doing it and get that support. And certainly that when I started my business a gazillion million years ago, I remember going crazy for networking yep. things. It was just before I had kids so that I was able to get out because then I went through a long time when I couldn't as easily. Um, but I remember, you know, just making those great connections who are still really great friends today, you know, and we all go up and down in our Absolutely. journeys and we've stayed in touch. And that's touch. important. So... 
Yeah, it is. So this interview really is all about you and I want to hear all about what you've been up to that's led to this stage. So can you talk to me about your career and your entrepreneurial journey? Let's start with when you finish school, why not? (laughs) Well, (laughs) Well, earlier, I mean, did you come from a big family, small family? I was young, so six, grew up in the rural, yeah, on a dairy farm in rural um, Boona. So southeast Queensland, right. towards Warwick. So people go, where's Burnock? Just say towards Warwick. We're like, oh, we know where that is. Okay. So there, and it was always that right. our community, that sense of community there as well. And um, what did your well, parents do? Farm, were they sort of working yeah, for so themselves? the business. Oh, dairy yeah. farmers. So really the rural business, right. business from year the day dot. So that was yes. my norm was seven days a week, twice a day. Was my job was to go house, that's right, get up early before school <laughs> every morning. So wow. any time I stopped, that was probably year ten. Um, and I said to mum, "I'm not going on to senior if I still have to." This okay, all right. I said, "Oh, if it was that easy, I could have stopped going there." You know that kind of thing. But that was the, the role that I reverted to then. Um, my job, right? Very, okay, it's very um, male. Country was well, about it passed on to yeah. the brothers. Well, and farmers. Like so my two brothers yeah, are still but- involved. The dairy farm plus they've got right. a tractor business and really grown that. Um, so they've got a few different diversified. And so what about you? So you finished school. school? Uh, moved to the Big Smoke Ipswich, as you do. Ooh. How, how <laughs> was that? Were, were you a bit nervous uh, about leaving well, home and? Or were you just chomping at the bit to get out? 18, ready to leave and do something different. Um, and then I just fell into a, the admin role. So I went, um, did that. And in the office, I met Bruce at one of the workplaces, moved to Brisbane in the West End. Roughly how old were you oh, when you met 22? Bruce? <laughs> oh, but so very really young. Got sort of fitted together. Um, but we just gravitated because he was six foot four. I'm six foot. We see each other. Are you I six am. foot tall? Can't wow. tell you sitting down, can you? <laughs> no, well, we've got one of the women in our group, the Prosecco oh. Queen, who who has been sponsoring me with bubbles. Oh, You've got it. to love that when you get a yes. bubbles sponsor. Um, and and she had said she was tall, but of course we'd been doing everything virtually, so I'd yeah. never really met her. And we had so for anyone who's listening to this, this is sort of mid December now, but we had our first meeting face to face at the end of uh, November, and I have to say, at five nine and a half. I've always been tall, but I was looking up at her at six yeah, foot or six foot right. one. So there's there's more Absolutely. than one of you out there. And I love Amazing. wearing my heels. Okay, so <laughs> so what's your oh, good on you? Up. Well, with this, yeah, great, but, uh, love that. So, yeah, so um, right, so you did admin roles at first, and you met Bruce yeah. at work. So what really, happened then? What happened after that? In that role and worked up, yep. and I would always say, if asked about to do something, I'd say, oh, I'll put my hand up and give it a go. And that's where then I then, oh, good on you. then I got involved with the social club as you do. And that day it was very active. So then I ended up organising the Christmas party for 600, which was across the state. Wow. So, I did that at my work when I was about that age yeah. too. <laughs> and I just put my hand up and fun. Yeah, I'll So those organisational skills just came naturally to me. But the big thing right. with Bruce was probably my um, – would encourage me to – have a go. Believe it or not, I didn't have. I was 
that much confidence in my abilities, but you could do it when I was a behind-the-scenes type of person. Right. So he said, let's give it a go. We also – so we met that way. Um, about four years later, we got married, as you do. Right. Yeah. And and what what did you decide to do after you got married? Absolutely. Did you continue working? Yes. So I got into the government, um, private se- the government public sector, and again yep. went for roles yep. there. I actually worked for what was known as the district manager, the CEO of the district. And someone said, "Oh, what do you want right. to go and leave there for?" He's a bit of a tyrant. I thought, "Oh, I'll have a go at that." I know the best. I learned so much. The busiest job. I then finished off my business degree with him as well, studying at night, but Bruce encouraging me oh, to make great. Well, give it a go. And so yeah, then I was with on him. Graham for almost eight years. And with that, then I got involved with the Australian Institute of Office Professionals. And he said, he supported me. And again, oh. it's that case of women supporting with the admin or those roles weren't, but Graham was behind said, well, it's good to give back to your profession so encouraging the younger ones yep. coming up. So that's more or less why I took that role. Needless to say, got on the committee of management, board of directors, as you do. <laughs> and we used to organise the big um, Secretary's Day at the convention centre for a 1,000 people in your spare time. So then on that committee. I didn't even know about this. No, Does that still happen? Well, Is there they, still they sec- stopped, yeah. It right. used to, but it was quite big in the early 90s. Yeah, right. So that would have been. I always remember. I used to say to people, if you want, if you want to get to those kind of women, because I was doing PR, they had Nine to Five magazine, which was out there for all those women that were working in sort of secretarial and admin roles, and all of that's disappeared. There seems to be very little media for for women like that now. So anyway, so you rose up to the to the board or whatever it was, the management committee. Spare time, whole working. It was great, but I loved it because right. in government you're very restricted in getting sponsorship or doing those extra connections. But with that role, you could. So we'd organise monthly meetings uh, as well as we did this big breakfast. So we got a paid speakers in, um, you know, like Amanda Gore, Bruce Sullivan, um, Alan Pease. Wow. amazing. The types of people that we get in and it was a great event because as you know you need to get through the gatekeeper to get to the boss so it was great I know but as you were listening as you were listening those I thought Mm. it's so interesting isn't it that you were all surrounded by women but getting male speakers and yet you still see that I had a situation with um, International Women's Day this year where I saw a guy was promoting an International Women's Day event and he had three blokes who were going to be doing the speaking and one woman facilitating it. And and when I went to him and said, seems a little incongruent yeah. to me that you're, you know, you're speaking to women but with male yeah. speakers, he said, oh, well, it take you know, firstly, really hard to find female Hello. speakers and I thought, not gee, really. you're not looking very yeah. hard. And the other thing he said is, oh, but it takes all types. It's not just about women. And I thought, oh, my God, International Women's Day, which is the day about lifting women up, and he didn't do no. that. But anyway, sorry, no, I diverged. that's okay because <laughs> but we had a pattern so that we didn't look as if we were uh, – we'd have a male speaker one year, then the next year was female. So we would certainly mix it up that way. Right. Again, so that yeah. you're not – Yeah. you do. You, you're keeping everybody happy in the fact that it was a big event on the corporate um, business calendar and that's how we got to get the, yeah. the numbers yeah. to the event 
So it was always a sellout and then worked with the TAFE students, with the event students yeah. that came and helped the bag stuffing the day before. Again, it's that showing them how to do big events, things like that. So it's always encouraging others and it's that, um, yeah, helping and learning and nurturing the younger people coming through. And the same then with the network, you've got the business startup. So it's about, okay, what do you need? So with that, with the network, we have that opportunity. Um, so you don't have they branded and what's their IP and like, Everyone has a business idea, but they forget to register the business name and can lose it. It's all those little bit of tricky bits. So yes, look, there's all, all those all those little things. That's right, mm. and it's really good to help all the women in startups. And to go back to our conversation about speakers, of course, yes. in the early '90s there weren't loads of females. There are lots of women now, but there weren't necessarily then. So okay, so you'd been working <laughs> with this government organisation and or and then doing these kind of events on the side for 600 people. What happened next? Uh, look, roll on. If that's a good question. So really, I, I know, I'm trying to think of the old career path there. But um, Bruce oh, and I, no. <laughs> a, we bought um, management rights, so a block of units in a kangaroo point. So we managed that. Again, I worked as well as did that because you're okay. used to working in your spare time. So we just did um, as you do. Yeah. And uh, that was great. Again, so still um, involved with AAP. I was involved with that for over 10 years, so even longer actually. I was on the committee management a- for over 10 years. Gosh, trying to think Good that. experience at, t- at learning to deal with people as well when it comes to um, body corporates and yes. all that kind of thing. Just, yeah, yes, yes. So keeping the owners happy as well as keeping the tenants happy and also managing the, the common areas and that it was quite interesting. And then on top of that, yes. doing the job. Yeah. But it's all good fun. <laughs> and and, what, and what, what sort of work was Bruce um, doing? He's IT, so uh, he was right. the help desk, um, but like uh, uh, computer programming and operations, so where he was. So we seen from the mainframe, which was this huge computer that would fill two big bedrooms to now it's like this small little Oh, it's amazing. I know, so it crazy? But it's quite interesting. So he knew the program, he said it was boring, but he liked the operations because it was always diverse and had lots to do and different shift work with that. Right. And so from the housing, did you go to Women's Network? Was that or was there something uh, in between? I probably should sort of flag uh, Bruce actually got quite sick when he was 30. He's got a genetic condition called Marfan syndrome. And with that, oh, he no. had uh, his aorta split. So he was like a heart attack. So he was on life support for three weeks before they actually discovered. So he's very lucky to be here. Oh, so that's my a little bit goodness. Yeah. Yes. So with that then, we found out uh, and went to Prince Charles. They knew about it. So then what we said about any – Sorry, Prince Charles, Prince Charles Hospital. Of course, sorry. That's sorry, Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane yeah. is known Being as the in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Cardiac Hospital of, of right, yeah, yes. and so he had this weakness that he didn't know about. That's right, but his mum knew. But back in the day, if the doctor says to you, "Oh, it's," they put a name on it because he had dislocated eyes, lens of the eyes, and a few of the features, but never knew about the seriousness with the um, cardio side of it. Wow! So then, once he right. got recovered, and flip side is fortunate that he's in the IT industry, so he could go back to work but not that 
but it took a while to recover, but he'd been there for so long, in a long time. But when he woke up in ICU and he said, geez, that's a, that's a bit drastic getting me to give up smoking and, and my rum. So he couldn't <laughs> drink his favourite rum and coke anymore. But, uh, oh, yeah, different changes with medication, et cetera. So with that then, we got involved with the Marfans Association and helped with that and with the research. So right. then we put our hand up to help with that steering committee and getting forming that constitution, et cetera, and linking in with that and kept going. Um, and for Queensland right. branch is still going, but I stepped away from it. Uh, but at the time, yeah. that was, again, helping each other. So we did fundraising events with that and got quite involved. So Amazing. things that we do. Mm. So at that stage, he was working from home. You were working part-time. You were both doing that association and managing the block of flats. Yeah, Is that yeah. sort of what was, was going was on then? full-time as well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So was, you had a lot on your great. plate. You're not a woman who likes to Absolutely. sit around and twiddle Don't her thumbs. Forget, I grew up, you know, <laughs> we worked seven days a week. It was something that you're used to doing. Yeah. Um, but still had some fun times too, so, yeah. Right. And then, and then – uh, did you say Bruce got sick and, and or something yeah, happened? Yeah, so then roll on a few years, Bruce actually then uh, we had Harrison, my son, and um, when he was four months old he had to have major surgery. So he had different repair work with stents, et cetera. But he had some major work that he needed right. to get done from the complications there. So he had um, open-heart surgery that instead of taking – Seven hours, it took 14. It was quite long. Oh, gosh, yeah. you know, I can just imagine you oh, waiting in bits over. It was. Yeah. I was sorry, yeah. it up a little bit. But um, with that, he got an infection in hospital. So he's in hospital for three months. And then we had home therapy oh. for another six months after that. But that was a life-changing because he suffered um, a mini stroke and a few different complications. That's the short version. So did that? So did that mean that you had to stay home and care for mm-hmm. him, or was that part of the right? Right. Yes. So with that, I was on maternity leave. Oh my goodness! The yeah. timing. So oh, it was Janelle. I, you know, getting better. Then he had complications, and so he had no breastbone. So they sort of did a pit flap enclosure. So a new surgery with that. So. With that, so we come home. So the plan was to buy another business. That was the whole plan, but that didn't happen at the right. time with the real estate. So uh, then I just worked, I went back to Queensland Health, the, the government, and yep. my, my boss, my old boss was fantastic. She said, can you come back? And I could come back part-time, but she would let me work from home knowing that I would do the work to organise. We had this big oh, three-day conference that um, they had the venue book but nothing planned. So that was my job then to do that within a month and get that coordinated. Oh, that was fun. As well as young good. baby, sick husband and all the rest of it. Yeah, yes. God. So you just do as you do. And so that was interesting. You do. But we get it done. We get we get stuff done, don't we, Jules? That's what it's all about. You do. Yep. Absolutely. You just have to put one foot in front of the yeah. other. And when you've got young kids especially, yes. nothing stops. No. You know, so I mean, they, they still need to be fed and Absolutely. walked and all that kind of thing. And it's yep. the power of the community. It really is. And that was about calling in 
Did you have some great support great, then? Great Did you friends, have a whole lot of people that? Uh, great, that I could good. tap into and just, yeah, that was good. So you do rely on them. Right. So yeah. what happened next? It's a bit of a story, isn't it? <laughs> it uh, is. I know. I love hearing. Everybody always says to me, I'm not really that interesting. Uh, and I'm like, I bet you well, are. And listen to this uh, story. Crazy. It's giving me goosebumps. But th- you just do what you need to do, don't you, really? And Absolutely. I moved yeah. on with uh, then. So fast forward a little bit. So Bruce kind of got sick over time with complications and different things. And he passed away um, 13, 12, 14, so, and Harrison was eight. And right. at the time, uh, then I just started, because old secretary, VA work, so I just did some and just picked up contracts. I could work from home, work remote, or go into someone's office. Did you Did you feel like you were in a bit of a fog at the time? Did you take uh, any time I, off whole, after I he passed away? Year. I just took it, re- oh, good. recharged. Good. Cleaned up like at home, just a lot of different renos because Bruce wanted to do it. He couldn't, but didn't want anyone else to do it. If that makes sense, very proud. Right. Of him. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. Yes. I think there are uh, a lot of men he, like that. He, he, <laughs> his attitude was, "Well, let's just get on with it." And but some days he would um, just lay down. Amazing. Well, what an inspiration just for terrible. you. You know that he yeah. that he just. Kept plot, plot yeah. you know, kept putting one foot in front yeah. of the other or whatever. So you had your year off and presumably towards the end of that you must have started thinking, well, what am I going to do next? Well, yeah, I dabbled just getting out there and I actually organised a local group of coffee catch-up with different business people that I knew from the school community right. just connecting with each other and quite enjoyed that. And uh, I thought, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing something like that. It would be good. And lo and behold, the following week, my friend Rose said, Janelle, it's time. You need something. I said, yeah, I know. I've just got to think about what it is. And yeah. uh, when Lynette called, I thought, hmm, I think this could be it. Wasn't that like just the universe amazing. really so just kind of I delivering at the right time? I believe Bruce was whispering in her ear. <laughs> said, hey, give Janelle. I reckon he that, was. Too. I reckon he was too. Around. Because <laughs> if she'd been... If she had even, yeah, my dad, yeah. I always feel the same way about my dad who died in 2004, that they're Absolutely. watching you. But isn't it funny because of Jeanette, if Jeanette had come to you three or four months earlier, you would Absolutely. have said no, I'm sure, because That's you wouldn't right. have been ready. So it was all perfect timing. So you inherit, you, you take on this business. What do you do? What was the first thing the first that you thing did? The first thing I did was I left everything the same. So how it was running. So right. watch it, have a look, see what it is the events and doing that same business model because you don't just jump in and change things. Yep. No, and no, very wise. talking to the members, talking to people that knew me and then realising, oh, so you've actually bought the business. I said, ah, yes. <laughs> but then, you know, I was nice. finding my feet again too, like having that time out. It felt like I was just paddling water there for a couple of years, really. Yes, and I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. So it was I'm great sure. to get back to get your teeth in. <laughs> One thing that I did know is that uh, the website needed a little bit of TLC because it just wasn't that stable because it had been an awesome website, but it just kept falling over, et cetera, well, we all forget, I think, for, you know, for, was for all the women that are listening, you know, we build a website and we think, great, yeah. now I've built it, I'll just have to tweak it. But, of course, three or four years later it looks really old and yeah. dated and you've almost it, got to do it, it again. Stable, so the back, like, and then it right. shut down on me. Oh, great. 
I think I need, I think oh I need. Oh my God, you're like, I don't need that <laughs> you know, to happen. And I think, mm, maybe I'll move that up the list of priorities on what to do. Yes. And that was okay. So that was, I was really happy with how it progressed. And then with the events, right. just tweaked them a little bit too, because getting back to the basics and, and I felt, what was it that attracted me to Women's Network in the first place? So I went back to look at that. The key areas there was the quality yep. networking, not getting sold to. Yep. It's about understanding yep. who that person who you meet. Now, well, tell me a bit about yourself. And so that was it too. That's you listen, right. Those, you know, these two things on your head, that flap? Yes. Yep. Some people. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. You're supposed to do twice <laughs> as much listening That's as right. talking. So it's about... Uh, Reminding people those values and getting back to those basics a bit too. And you really, you stop and listen and learn. And it's amazing. People pick, they want to do business with you. If they like you, they'll do business with you. It's simple as that. That's, isn't, I know, isn't yeah. it true? That's been my whole motto through life. Just be friendly yes. with people and you never know when they might pop up again. Okay. So now you have taken on this, um, big network. How big is the network? Cause it is quite big. I think WNA is it? It is. It is. We've got, uh, our community members, um, we've got 5,000 members nationally. Wow. And, that's uh, huge. On the Facebook yeah. page, it's growing. We've got over 20,000 on that page. The LinkedIn, we've got, about 6,000, but it's growing. It's about getting that connection and getting that well, presence. Well, well. I'm, interest, mm. I'm interested to talk about it with you because the woman that I was talking to, one of the women I was talking to this morning, we were talking about post-COVID, yeah. how there just seems to be this groundswell, I feel anyway, of women and that we've kind of are fed up now that change hasn't been happening fast enough. So it's time to make our own Absolutely. changes, you know, and, and and just lift each other up so that we all can get up there so that with all this sort of inequality yeah. and anything else that might be happening that's negative, that, that there's a power in all of us doing it together. Absolutely. And I definitely feel it. So it doesn't surprise me that the networks yeah. have been growing. And, um, and we're talking of COVID, we started the virtual um, socialise at sunset on a Friday, end of the week, oh, 4.30. Nice. So with that, it was weekly, then we turned to fortnightly, then now it's monthly. So I'm going to continue that in 2021. So it's all about connecting. Yes. And it was fantastic to connect with our, I know you're in Melbourne. So with Hobart, we had a strong contingency in Hobart and Tasmania. In Melbourne, I felt yeah, that nice. second time Melbourne went into lockdown, our members felt it. They really did. So we were there to help. Yeah, I think we all did. And support. Say, yeah. And just that lovely feedback we got from some members, it was brilliant. And did you And did you get, I certainly, because I did almost exactly the same thing, but a few hours earlier in yeah. the day at lunchtime um, on Fridays right the way through. And one of the beautiful things was all the girls in mm. the regional areas who sort of said, look, we miss out on a lot of these events. If we're going to go to an event in the city, we've got to plan ahead. We've got to find somewhere to stay. It's a five-hour yes. drive. And I remember one of the women, Jen Donovan, saying, it is so nice. She lives on a big farm too. And she said, it's so nice to just go yeah. to my office and be yeah. able to see 20 or 30 great women that otherwise, you know, I wouldn't yeah. get to know. And also I think the weekly aspect of it mm. really built those relationships Absolutely. and made them very strong. And um, we did so the wrap great. up. Uh, I don't know if you know Kate Carnell, who's the small business ombudsman in Canberra, uh, it's a national. 
So we connected with her right. as well on one of our virtual events, getting those updates because, right. as you know, some of the, the rental uh, and the leases, um, so the HR aspects. Oh, yes, there was all of that, wasn't there? And yes. there was all that yes. tapping in. So and if people wanted that support, come and, and I it was facilitate there. a lot of the different connections with different members. So we've got some awesome HR experts in our network. And also the insurances changed. Yeah, fantastic. And it was great on our group. Like we've got, I've got some great ladies, women at Perth and Hobart, Geelong, Melbourne, Sydney, and also here in Brisbane that have got strong business brokers, insurance brokers, and they could then add their own little bits. Oh, yeah, great. So one was talking about the cyber insurance, another one was, yeah saying, hey, make sure you review it. So it was just nice then to see they joined and collaborated and talked about key points. So well, that's good. right because they need the networking and they want the community yeah. as much as everyone else. Anyway, okay, now one of the th- – no, 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 it's all fascinating. Yeah. So now one of the questions that I always ask, and I'm sure that you're going to find it hard to answer this one because I reckon there will be a few, but – Along the way in your business journey, have there been, because this is for women, I always like to do a little shout out in case there are any women that have helped you in your business. Are there any women that have helped you along the way that, and, and in what way have they helped you? And uh, you're more than welcome to do shout outs for some names if there are people who've been key in sort of helping you set it there, all up. There's quite a few. Uh, there are quite a few along the way. I know it's <laughs> I crazy, isn't it? But um, just to sort of yeah. name that I do have a leadership group within that's something also established with Women's Network Australia. I've got a key leadership group across in the different states. So and they and yeah. as you can appreciate, Melbourne's different to Brisbane audience and all of that kind. Uh in yeah. Sydney and that so even just my key leaders along the way, like Alison Rogers down in Hobart. Uh, she's fantastic. She's a great connector. Which has obviously done a great she's job if, you, yeah, if you've got loads of people down yeah. there. And fantastic. I must give a shout-out too to Cheryl Gray, who's with Rolby Communications. I started, uh, I mean, I've been working with her off and on over since I bought the business and she's a key member. Yeah. I'm now working with her um, and supports with the, my PR and communications moving forward. So you'll see a really strong sense since February that we've got in that Instagram and all that social media space and growing those there and that communication that we've had. And she has that great experience and expertise and um, the comm strategy. So it's awesome that way. She's wonderful. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Very important. So we have some key people like that. And yeah, uh, also fantastic. Chris Knight, who's Inspirational Connections, she'd probably hate me giving her a shout-out because she's one of these people that <laughs> is behind the scenes, but she's, Likes to she's be in the background. really about women's issues and don't forget about the little That's people. That's fantastic. And she's a big in her other Seroptimus group that she's got big connections in there and international connections, but it's in pulling it through and... Just helping make sure we, we cover our di- the diversification of our members too. That's important. But this, yes, yeah, it it's is just very... too many to mention, really. I, I would hate to single, you know what yeah, I mean? No, I, no, yeah, I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. And you run a women's well, network. Um, but I guess I but was they just. Um, me grounded, you know, like 
is that in yeah, a, fantastic. In a circle of fantastic. six that you generally tap into? Yes, uh, absolutely. Sure. So, so when since you've run the business, and I don't know whether there have been any challenges along the way, Always. but um, I often like to yes, I often like to talk with women about sometimes those things that can happen to you that you just go, oh my god, what mm. am I going to do? Or you know, something dramatic happens at a key time or for a key event. But you shift and you deal with it, obviously, and then you look back and you kind of go, that was actually great now that I've I've learned so much from it. Have you had any sort of challenges along the way that have been pivotal to you making some changes? There have been, but one thing I will say is that I I call it eating the the green frogs is, you know, it's (laughs) about you you get over the the, the hardest, make the phone call, the hardest task. Don't just... Look at an email and it can be misconstrued or misread. So you pick up the phone and say, Hey, I just want to say, and you make that conversation. Yeah. And I'm a really a big believer in don't just send off email, blank and emails to people you meet, too, in the network. Is you pick up the phone, have a so conversation, why, why and say though? hello. Do you pick up the phone? So what I'm interested yeah. in. So what I'm interested in, Janelle, is okay. did something happen? Was there an email that got misconstrued that made you learn that from now on you're going to pick up the phone? Yes, yeah. There was a, like this email trial and really early in the piece, thinking, what are they, what, what's this about? So it was about an event of, of sorts. But then I thought, you know what, pick up the phone. You do. Have yep. that conversation. Sort it out. And I, I stick with that. And it's about putting yourself out there, um, put on your size 13s because that's what I wear, and just get in there and have a conversation. <laughs> if it's a tough and you do, you learn. I Probably one thing I've learned is to be stronger, firm but fair, and just stand my ground because people want to have a bit of what you have in the net. Like they, there's people that do take advantage of you. As yeah, you know. they want a little bit yeah. of that fair... They want that fairy yeah. dust to and land on them as well. Yeah, it's got to be a bit of a win-win and a collaboration together if you're going to do something. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, that's a, that's a really good learning. Now, okay, you have a, a how old's your son now? He's fourteen. Will be fifteen next February. Oh snap! I've got two 14 year olds and they're 15 in February as well. And isn't it funny when you're (laughs) under that certain age, they count, well, almost 15. Yet when we reach a 30, it's like you count back and go, oh, well, I'm just around this age, isn't it? But with the children. I know. I I still so clearly remember wanting to be 24. (laughs) So my question to you is (laughs) how, when you are running a business like you've got and you've got a young son and obviously you don't have a partner now or well, no, I don't I know whether you have a partner now but you didn't have one for a while. How do you separate work and family? Do you find because it's your passion yeah. that it kind of all merges and, you know, if anyone needs you or do you have set business hours where you go, no, this is family time and this is business time? I, my set time, I'll, because we're, we don't have daylight saving like you as you know, but yeah. I will jump in the office at seven in the morning or whatever. I don't, I generally look between the nine to five when it's general business, but anything out oh, there, yeah. I'm also always contactable. Now, as you can appreciate, if you've got a 14 year old, that 
two. So I've got oh two. Goodness. They're twins. They love their tech time, <laughs> don't they? Yes. Yeah. So they do. I might find myself jumping back on to finish off an email or some writing after seven at night. Yeah. Yeah. When they're not interested, no. they don't want oh, to sit with no. us and watch TV or anything anymore. Can't get back to their yes. rooms fast enough. Yeah, but I do find that, you know, the weekend, <laughs> like some days is certainly my day. Um, that's that's for me and, and for Harris, for any visitors yeah, great. and whatever we do. As yeah, far, no, I'm just interested in, it, in, yeah, just the juggle oh, of, you know, particularly when you're entrepreneurial yeah. and you're doing something yes. that you really love. I'm fascinated by how you how people do it. I mean, I try and separate Doesn't it out, work. but I'm not particularly <laughs> successful about it. But when they're younger, I definitely oh, found it much easier to say, no, nah, my evening, I need that time to put the yes. kids to bed, to spend time with them. But now it's like they're kind of like, Mum, haven't you got any work to do, really? Yeah. Like, really, do you have to talk to us? When can we get out of here? So yeah, it's quite funny it's that like, way. But it's funny, though. They still like you to pick you up them up from school. Oh, of course uh, they do. They don't want to yeah. get on that bus. Oh well, my boys do actually catch oh, a train nice. and a bus, but they still like to—they like to uh, be picked up at the station <laughs> if possible, yes. which I like to do as well. Just because we don't have very many more That's years right. of it, so Absolutely. you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Now, my next question for you is one that a journalist suggested that I ask, and I'm so glad she did because I never would think of it. Um, and it's a bit, and we'll see whether you have one or not. But is there a quirky fact about you that most people <laughs> don't know? That you'd be up for sharing with me. I don't care whether you got six toes or, fact. you know, that you a quirky fact. <laughs> just a quirky fact. Something that you do that maybe not everybody I knows about. Can play the piano accordion. Yes. What? Yes, I can. Can you? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, when did when you learn I was that? Seven, eight. I grew up. In Why? The country. Was there somebody um, in the family that did it? So I was young as right. six. So my other two sisters played the piano. I was like, I don't want to play the piano. I want to play the piano accordion. Oh, okay. But we used to, yeah. That's so, so unusual. I, well, the other flip side <laughs> is that we grew up in a strong uh, Christian family, Lutheran church on Sundays, and Billy Bow, the organist, right. was the music teacher. So then in turn, right. they needed some. Yeah. So then I'd play the piano accordion. It was pretty cool. But It is really cool. Do you play I it have now? I have got one here. Not with me in the room, but yes, I do. I have. No, no, I just well, wondered if you still thing, play it with your son. When Harrison was younger and learning to play keyboard, we'd do a duet together. Yeah. It was hilarious. But wow. none, none of it's recorded, so that's... you won't see that. But we used to, but that's not cool now to play that with your mum. No, it isn't, but it's really cool if your mum plays the piano accordion, <laughs> I reckon anyway. <laughs> I may have to practice for you. Uh, and... The other yeah, show oh, absolutely. I actually started then is Redland Rhapsody Chorus. I went to their Sing It Sister. So they're the Sweet Adelines that's national. And I sing and I'm a baritone. Right. But I'm very novice. I do not right. do solo. I'm definitely a, a, right. a choir oh, I love it. participant. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I did and, choirs and a long time, a, a lot when I was my, younger. Um stress relief, so to speak. That's my and yeah, nice. Enjoy singing, and, and it's it's good for the soul, isn't it? You do have to take. Yep. It's good for the soul, and it's also good for a community yes. again because the choir is very it's much a like a family in a lot of ways, part isn't of it? Community and 
the school mm. my son goes to it's a private school but it's very community focused I love it so I get part I participate in uh, the PNF activities and things too oh, well okay I chat I challenge you before your son leaves to offer to do um, no a piano accordion thing at an assembly or something so he can just no, die on the he? inside. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he yes, would. No. It, you, no, but the school would be thrilled and the younger kids would love it and he would be like curling into a little ball going, no. I don't know her. No, no, do I don't know, know who she is. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's going to take, well, with a mum who's six foot and a dad who was six foot four, I can only imagine mine's six foot five. Yes. So I reckon you might end up with a six, seven or six, eight. You never know. How tall are your boys? Uh, One is six foot five, and then the twins are just overtaking me now. So they must be around the five, ten, I would Uh, say. Uh, So, and and also, even though they're twins, they're not identical. One is one is definitely started maturing earlier than the other one. So I had one at one stage going, when's it going to happen for me, mum? Like everyone else is going to be tall. But I don't know because their father was only is only five yeah. foot ten and his family's quite short. My family's taller but not extremely tall. And obviously the six foot five has got my family genes. No idea what will wow. happen with the twins. I might end up with one who's tall and one who's yes, not. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, my son's six foot four already. Oh my yes. God, is he? Right. Well, then you yeah. know, yep. Well, I reckon six, seven or yeah. something you'll end up with. Because at 14, 15, they've got another year or so to grow. They don't grow as fast, but, you know, maybe it'll oh, be seven foot. Is he, does he play basketball? No, he's actually got the genetic condition that his dad had. So, yeah. Oh, so, that's right. another so he's got to take things very day. carefully. But he's got size 17 feet. No, what even 18. is that? Mind you, Size I didn't 18. know. My goodness, I can't Size get 17. Size 18. 18, I've got to get that in America. I was going to say, do you have to have shoes made for it? I can get them from America. Yeah. So, you know, we digress a bit in our conversation. Into the specialty shoes. No, no, oh. that's all right. I love it. I, that, that's the whole point yeah, of these. but it's been okay, great. Now we're really going to digress. Yes. Well, now we're really going to digress because I Oops. am obsessed with my phone and apps on my phone myself. <laughs> I don't know whether you are or not, but I always at the end say, are there any useful apps that you've been using for business on your phone that you want to share? And uh, then are there any fun ones you do for personal time? Well, just, you know, just because okay. I'm nosy well, really more than anything else. I've downloaded the Smarter Home app, which we can turn on and off my – he's a bit of a tech nerd. Oh, the lights yes, and things. you can operate it from either – he is like your. He is like Absolutely. Bruce, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely, he's got his quirky sense of right. humor, just so, like So you've got like that smart yeah. thing that you can on your way home turn on the heating yes. or the lights yes. or we do whatever. We do. Amazing. Now, what about for business outside uh, of social media uh, and you know email and right. banking? Have you got any other clever apps clever, that you like? I have got Spotify, which I use then for podcasts. Oh yes, I love that one. It's a bit of music. Um, Yep. Yeah, I have got one that I do enjoy, and that's my Yahtzee app. <laughs> I play that. You know, <laughs> well, there you go. That's what I, I've actually downloaded it. I've downloaded it, but I haven't played on it yet. But I definitely do words with friends. And to the absolute horror of my sons, I play Candy Crush, oh, do you? which wow. I sort of. 
I got addicted to when it first came out and I never did any of this. You know, they, they did a million different kind of versions yeah. of it and I'm still trud- trudging along the original one and sadly up to episode, you know, like um, I think I'm on level oh 3,000 or something. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. It's so embarrassing that I tell everyone, mind you, so it's not that embarrassing. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, awesome. Janelle, thank you so much for this great oh, interview. It's lovely to he- hear what you're up to and what you're doing with Women's Network, mm. which sounds fantastic. Um, and I know I was a member and I'm sure you're going to get lots more members. And I obviously fully support a million percent anybody out there that is, is championing women in business and connecting them. So thank you so much for your time today. Now, if anyone does want to join up to WNA or to get in touch with you, what is Uh, the best way? Send me an email is awesome. So media at au. Or pop onto the website, right. womensnetwork.com.au, and there's a contact form there that you can just fill your details in. So it's Women's Network rather than Women's Network it's Australia.com.au, Network. is it? .au. Yes. Okay. Which is fantastic. Fabulous. Great URL Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. I know. Well yeah, done. Yeah, and I've got a magazine well in the mail for you too, Jules. We, we did that bulk mail out. Oh, thank so you very much. Way too. So wonderful. It's wonderful. Thank you. I'll look out for it. So thank, thank you so much yeah. for this Thanks, great Jules. interview. Awesome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.